Con pie. Oh, got my hoppy beer here. Single hops, because we're going to be hopping around today. Mm. Ah, ooh, that goes down so smooth. Really bitter, too. Um, today, we're going to do something a little special. I'm going to be interviewing a brony, as we can see here from this picture. That's obviously what we're going to do, is interview one of these guys. So let's go ahead and roll the intro. Computers gaming retro gear devices tech reviews and more Alright, as you can see here we got a brony here. Goes by the name uh Mark Hider on YouTube. How you doing today, Mark? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Doing good. Did you watch My Little Pony today? Yes, I did. Did you enjoy the yeah. episode that you watched today? It was a lot better than last week. Uh, I think I can kind of agree with you on that. Last week's episode was a little confusing, wasn't it? Yes, I don't know what, what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it was it like, was what is going on here? Maybe, maybe because it was time travel that you don't can't understand time travel. That's your theory. That's your theory. But we'll see yeah. by the end of the season if, if if your theory is correct. I don't know if I was born a brony since I started watching the episodes. Do you believe you're, you you you've been a brony but just never knew it? Yeah. When did this all start, and how did you uh, worry that you were going to become a brony? What was the first sign that this was going to happen to you, and this was going to become part of your life? When I started binge-watching all the episodes and all the seasons. And that was how long ago? Um, I started in late December. So it's almost been a year since you've been in the whole brony fandom, right? Yeah, I don't know. Someone introduced me to it, though. Was it some link that some guy named Anthrit sent to you out of chance? Did he just send you a random link and say, hey, check this out? Yeah, and you thought I wasn't going to like it in the first... You thought you were going to find it stupid. I actually did. I thought you were going to be like, nope, nope, nope. This is not the thing for me. But I... not realizing I enjoyed the Powerpuff Girls when it was on. It's kind of funny because I've heard rumor that a lot of bronies were also fans of the Powerpuff Girls back in the day. I noticed you got some ponies behind you there, Mark. Um, could you go ahead yes, and introduce us to those ponies and, and tell us their names? Uh, right. On this side, we've got Applejack. We've got Princess Cadence. DJ Pony, or other known as Final Scratch. And we've got Twilight Spark. And somewhere there is a flat side, but I think she's falling down somewhere. Oh, she's, she's on the ground. I noticed... Um, you uh, like do the pony cons, you know the con the what do you call them conventions? Yeah. Which convention have you been to, and which one was your favorite so far? I've only been to two. That's the BronyCon, British BronyCon, and PonyCon. The best one out of those two is PonyCon. Are you planning to go to any more of these um, cons? Yes. Uh, when do you plan to go on to your next con? The next one will be about April the 9th. 
Uh, it's kind of around the corner. That's uh, next year. Do you think that because geeking geeky culture is about being a fan of like Star Wars, Star Trek, and other type of uh, geeky shows that people really enjoy? Yeah. Now with these uh, geeky shows. Do you think that people are a little freaked out about bronies versus, say, a Trekkie? Do you think, you know, they're, they're both fandoms well, or something, right? I don't think that's like, technically true because you can still be a Trekkie and can still be a brony at the same time. Right. But if you notice that people give you a harder time because you're a brony, say, versus like a Trekkie would get? Yes, because they will class um, Star Trek as a guy's um, show. Gotcha. And it's just a little awkward, I guess, for people to say, hey, why are these guys into a little kid's girl show? As an adult, what fascinates you about the show? I think it's more to do with the char character development, the animation. Um, not many shows are made out of Flash for for start. Is that the technology the they story use? storylines. So it's not the technology. It's not traditional animation. It's not conditional. Gotcha. Then you realize, um, then you've put two and two together. Like My Little Pony is connected to Powerpuff Girls. In in what way? How are they connected? Well, Lorne Faust started Powerpuff Girls, and she also started My Little Pony. Tara Strong, the voice of Twilight Sparkle, voiced Bubbles, and she voiced Twilight Sparkle. Wow, I, I, I didn't Some even of the, know that connection was there, but I never watched Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, and and uh, some of the some of the the, the writers wrote for the Powerpuff Girls as well. Fascinating. Now, do you see yourself enjoying My Little Pony into the future and being a brony for the rest of your life? Well, you can't. Why can I think even I think even the show if the show ends for some reason because you I don't, technically it won't last forever. You can still look back back on the show and say I really like that show. Yeah, I used to be a big fan of my um, not My Little Pony, but it was um, Bisojo Senshi Sailor Moon, the live action version of Sailor Moon. I was obsessed with it, and that could be I guess you considered a little girlies kind of show. I mean, I still look back on it fondly nowadays, but I'm not as obsessed as I was when the show was airing and when it was going on. And I'm yeah. not sure what they call us, uh, Moonies? I think that is that, that is the correct term. They called us Moonies. Now, are you a fan of any other type of shows besides just My Little Pony? Well, a certain UK show called Doctor Who. Who now? Doctor Who. And you enjoy that show as well, or... Yeah. Nice. I do like a bit of, probably a bit, bit of Star Wars, but haven't seen a Star Wars movie in, in ages. Now, have you ever thought of doing uh, cosplay? Do you do cosplay? I did a lot cosplay last time I went to Bronicon and Ponycon, yeah. Which pony did you cosplay as? The first one was Fluttershy. <laughs> and next one was... Rainbow Dash. Oh, yeah. Now, is there a pony that's, uh, uh, in the show that's particularly a favorite or you feel connected to? 
Fluttershy and Rainbow Dash. Now, now, why, why Fluttershy? Well, I can relate to her character. I can relate. I was shy when I was a kid. You, and she's so adorable. Do you still feel like you're a shy person even as an adult? Yes, but I don't necessarily have to... Sometimes people are shy, but they don't show it. I can account for that. What do you think about spoilers? Because many bronies don't like spoilers at all. If, and if, they get really if, pissed off about getting seen spoilers. If I have any show, yeah, I don't like spoilers either. Are you excited for my next voiceover project I'm doing? Yes, I am excited for your next voiceover project. I've been waiting a long time on that. Now, why don't you go ahead yeah, and help tell the audience what this what you're talking about there? I started to read a fan fiction called Night of the Flutterbat, and I thought I'd give voice voiceover a chance. It's hard work, but I, but I like it. It's a bit like editing. Editing, I hate. I don't like it. It's hard work, but it needs to be done. It's one of those things when you see the end result, you, that's when you get to see the reward of what you've done, right? Yeah. And believe it or not, every night I listen back to my own audiobook and I can visualize the scenes if it was real. Are you going to release uh, like a whole comp, you know, of all of your chapters? Are you going to release them all together as like one solid that audiobook when already, you're done? That's already on my SoundCloud. Okay, so check out your SoundCloud. You go ahead and shout that out in your channel. It will be DJ Pony. I'll leave a link in the description. Um, it's about two hours long, ten chapters, and I, I can still laugh about doing those episodes. I can relate when I did that. I can tell where the outtakes were. There's one out. There's one line I did that I did in one take, and it was a panicking scene. Not, it's not easy to do everything in one take. Now, I've listened to a few of these. You put some really cool effects and um, create your own voices too, don't you? Yeah, especially when it comes... The first one I did was the Fluttershy when, he, when she screams or when she screeches when she turns into Flutterbat. And also, I think one of my best, my best chapters I did, I think you might, you might agree with me, was Chapter 9. And it, you said it got a bit um, dark. Yeah, it was really a dark one. I do like doing when a character goes out of character. The start of the story, Twilight was quite a calm character. And when she freaked out the, at the end in, in episode 9. Gosh, that was definitely out of character. But I enjoyed doing a, a mad Twilight. <laughs> it was fun. Did you feel really that connected with the character? Well, I got into I got into the story, especially when I was doing like Lula Relic shouting up Twilight. I noticed you got a lot of samples. Like I keep hearing uh, pony sounds all over your your room. Is is? Could you explain that? Um, gosh, my face. <laughs> that's because my Facebook is being ponyfied. Um, just for the audience, do you want to hear some of my audiobook recordings? Go ahead, play some for us. We haven't been in the Everfree Voice in a long time. Rainbow Dash exclaims. Are you guys sure it's a good idea? Do you want to save Applejack? Twilight asks. Of course I do, Rainbow says. But who knows what we will run into in the Everfree Forest. Oh yeah, I can totally do that. Just throw it into a storm over water and BAM! All done! What about me? Pinky asks. What about you? 
Pinky, can you find a way to get all of Ponyville out into the streets? Twilight asks. Okie dokie dokie. She says, bouncing up and down. Leave it to me. Attack! Twilight yells. You unto the attacker? And why should I trust you? Heck, how can I trust everything you've done for me? So far, it's really from the goodness of your heart. And not the chance to offend your family? I don't, I don't. Talking, talking out, out, out. Well, do you, do you, you good trilogy? It took some time, but I finally got in her head. Now, she will obey my every command. Nothing personal about that. And that was a clip of Mark Hyder's Night of the Flutter Bat. That was really cool. I really I like the effects you put on the different voices. That's really neat and crafty. Well, that ends this segment, and we're going to move into our next segment. So here we go. Roll it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the gaming segment, where we talk about games and games we're playing and what kind of games are out there, just anything game-related. And here, of course, as you know, I've been interviewing Mark Hyder here. He's a brony. Now, in the gaming world, Mark, is there any brony games you like to play? Is there any My Little Pony gaming content that you really enjoy? Well, only games I'm playing at the moment is the My Little Pony app on Android. It's on Android, it's on um, Apple, it's also on Windows as well. So are most of the apps for My Little Pony... Are they all, like, app game related? There's no, like, full-featured game, like, for the PlayStation 4 or anything? Not most app, most games for Mario Pony are fan-made. Okay, so they're, like, Flash animation games and small little apps you Flash find in the game? Or even HTML5. Most people are going HTML5 nowadays. Yeah, Flash is on its way out. It'll no longer be a, an online gaming platform. Well, what's the difference between Flash and Shockwave? Weren't they the same thing back in the day? And then it turned into Flash? Well, not 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 necessarily, because there's some games on Facebook that you cannot run without Shockwave, and some games you can't play without having Flash installed. Well, that's interesting, because I haven't seen a game come up using um, Shockwave in a long time. Wow, I mean that was oh, that was out before Flash, yeah. wasn't it? Way back in the day, that goes way back. Yeah. Now, would you like, <clears throat> would you like in the future that they actually, the creators of My Little Pony, come out with actually their official version of a game for My Little Pony? I I expect there is a My Little Pony movie in 2017, and I expect. Um, there will be a game for that. Oh, that that could be cool. I wonder if it'd be adventure, yeah. a platformer, or strategy. I wonder what kind of game it would be. Um, I'm hoping more like 3D. As long as it's not a, a first-person first shooter, but I don't think that would work in a pony game. <laughs> right, Shockwave was made in 1990s. Wow. See, I knew that went way back, because I remember seeing that in browsers and when you played those little games. It was a new thing because it was like, ooh, you can play games on the web in your web browser. Well, I don't play much games, but I would mind playing some games. For me, I'm excited to try out this. Everyone's playing it right now. Of course, Fallout 4. Everyone's down with the Fallout 4 right now. 
I'm always have trouble with those sort of games. Like I always die easily. Now I've never played any of the other Fallout games, but from what I've seen in uh, Let's Plays, it kind of looks like it's, uh, you know, like Skyrim is. It kind of reminds me of that type of uh, gameplay. You can level up, get more armor and items, kind of play it the way you want to. I guess you can even build colonies and towns. Um, the Shockwave plugin was f and the f no, Shockwave one Net Netscape Navigator two point zero. Oh my God, Netscape! That was a browser that was a back an alternative to the uh, Internet Explorer back yeah. in the day. One nineteen ninety five release. It was mainly a a browser extension. None of these companies knew how mobiles or cell phones will interact with gameplay. Well, we didn't have it back then, so it didn't. I don't even think no, they ever they thought didn't. about it. Well, that wraps up the gaming section, everybody. Let's go ahead and move on. Okay, now it's time for our next segment, which is called YouTube. Ooh. Now, I don't think there's really been any big, uh, big news in the YouTube department this uh, week. At least there's no drama going on. I know they had drama with the YouTube Red uh, a few weeks ago, and kind of noticing things are starting to quiet down on that front. <clears throat> on YouTube, are there a lot of bronies on YouTube? Tons. Now, there's a brony that I watch who's into technology. His name is Max Arcade. Some of you may have heard of him, some, some of you may have not, but he works on electronics and old computers and works on computers in general and takes them apart. And he's a full-time brony. And he makes content on YouTube, and even in his videos, you see his ponies and his music and his background wallpapers. He's a really, really geeky YouTuber if you're into the tech and brony world. So you get the best of both worlds with Max Arcade. Really cool channel. I really enjoy his content. Awesome, awesome, awesome fella. There's some bronies on YouTube that make a ton of subscribers. So And there's lots of fan-made... There's lots of fan-made animation on YouTube alone. So you're telling me that brony channels do extremely well in the YouTube? Oh, yes. Because I can screenshot... I've just put the word brony. And there's about... According to YouTube... 589,000 results. results. Wow. 589,000 results. On YouTube, is there any type of particular content you like to watch in the brony world? What is your favorite to watch? Do yes. you like to watch skits? Or... One of them is the brony nation. Brony nation analyzes the show, um, comes up with theories, what will happen in the show, and what you would like in the, what you like to see as in terms of character development. So there's a good fandom out there that likes to try to analyze things that may, may or not, may not be there, but try to connect them and create the world outside of the pony first. Yeah, but there's one, there's one brony who basically looks for all the mistakes in the show, like um, animation errors. Now I heard that there's a lot of pop culture hidden in the show from some video YouTube clips that you've sent me. Yes, there's lots of pop culture in, especially in, you hear it more in in the second season. So they didn't do it at first, it's something they started adding on later. 
Because I know in one of our blind Whoa, commentaries, they, they, they did something with Sailor Moon, and then they had Barney, all in one episode. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. They did do reference in the first season, but it was a lot more in season two. Yeah, one of the episodes, it was eating paper in the, in the show. I think it keep keep calm and flutter on, and eating paper is referencing Star Trek when Q was eating paper. Now on YouTube, I notice you make a lot of videos. What kind of content do you upload? Um, vlogs. I've always done vlogs. As a high experience, MIDI music editing. MIDI music. Yeah, I've done a bit of remixing. I'm doing a giveaway right now, actually. Um, the blind commentaries, the unboxings. Now the blind commentary, are those your type of videos? What do you do in a blind commentary? Talk and explain what's happening in the episode. You're basically getting your first reaction about the, about the episode. Okay. So basically, when you see it for the first time, you can show your reaction of what how you react to yes. a certain scene. But you can't... It's hard to... Something that might seem funny of the first time might not sound right if you watch it the second time. Gotcha. You're always going to get... Yeah, you're always going to get the same different reaction if you listen to it twice. It's kind of a first impressions kind of a thing. And, yeah. And you can also miss things that you might not catch later. Derp, derp. Oh, derpy. Yeah. <laughs> derpy. And being a brony, um, actually helped my YouTube stats. So you've grown because you've been a brony on YouTube. So your YouTube audience yeah. is growing with a lot of bronies in it. Brony strong. Yeah. That's really cool to find an audience in a niche that you're really into and helps your YouTube career grow. Going to wind down the YouTube segment right here. Not much big in the news, but we got to talk about a little bit of the brony culture on YouTube. And from what I've heard so far, I'm really impressed. What a great group of people who share and grow and care about each other. That is awesome. That is awesome. And this is the feedback segment where you send them in or post them somewhere and I answer them. And this bit of feedback comes from a user named Flam Effect who recently just watched my Zoom recorder episode. And Flam Effect asks, he says, sweet video. Does it use Phantom Power for the XLRs? If so, I need one. And the answer to your question is yes. Yes, it does have phantom power, which is really cool. It will drain your batteries down a lot quicker, but you can also use a power adapter to keep things up and running. It works really, really great because phantom power, as you know, this is a phantom power mic and you need that phantom power to get the, the oomph, you know, to the microphone. I do have a question about the phantom power. Do you, does it record in stereo when you plug it in? Yes, you can do stereo with it. Okay. The jack on the back is a stereo plug, and you can pump a stereo audio into it. Is there similar brands like that you can add fans of power to it? I'm not sure. I picked the Zoom recorder because it was highly talked about by a lot of people who do audio recording, you know, for like podcasts and smaller things and, you know, like guitar recordings and vocals and stuff like that because it has just enough tracks to kind of help for a small recording. I mean, you can't record like a full band or something, anything like that at once, but you can do nice, simple recordings with the thing. It is, I love it. I love it. 
And if you wish to send in feedback, go ahead and email us at feedback at geekingoffpodcast.com. Or you can leave a comment in the video below. And sometimes I may even pick the comment from other locations such as other videos or my Facebook. So many, many ways to send in feedback. If you have any questions or anything you want to know about or just say hi, go ahead and send us your feedback. And that brings us to the end of this particular Geeking Off podcast, episode zero. Ooh, yeah, 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 zero. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening on iTunes, watching on YouTube, and sharing and liking this video. Mm-mm-mm, because I love it when you share and like. So go ahead, hit that like button, share it all over your social networks. I will love you for that. And also... Remember to check out our website over here at geekingoffpodcast.com where you can listen to all the episodes, side episodes, even some audio randomness. You never know what's going to happen in the feed. You can also go over here and subscribe on iTunes or the RSS RSS feed via any RSS feed reader such as, well, Google Reader isn't around anymore, but you can use live bookmarks in Firefox. Also, check us out on Patreon. If you want to be able to watch the Geeking Off podcast live, the live recording, what you're seeing right now, go over to patreon.com forward slash anthrit and become a patron. Therefore, you can hear these as soon as they come out. Also, other features such as being able to watch uh, new vlogs or videos of the Geeking Off show before they go live on YouTube. You get to see them as soon as I upload them up onto YouTube and before they go public on Thursdays. And you can also get a tweet from me. And if you also want a special account on anthroid.com to join the forums and have communications with us, enjoy the comments and other features on the Anthroid website, you can have that too. All you have to do is just say, sign me up, man. I want an account on your site. Also, one last point is we are also in the hunt for a co-host. Go ahead, see the link below or in the show notes if you're watching this on geekingoffpodcast.com. I am looking for a co-host. Go ahead, click there, fill this form out, answer a few questions. None of these questions are right or wrong. They're just to help you know me understand where you're coming from and what kind of equipment you have. And just, you know, let me know. Gotten a few submissions so far. Probably be after the new year. I will make my choice on who will be our future co-host. Well, that winds us up. Is there anything else you would like to say to the lovely audience before we go, Mark? Season five is breaking new boundaries. Listen out. And that ends our show, people. This is Anthony from Anthware, and from this time and every time on, folks, keep on clicking. This is Anthony from Anthware, signing off. Come on, it's not in.